This podcast is for singers who have music in their soul and want to be in the spotlight. We are Invictivox Radio. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome back, as always, to another episode of Invictivox Radio. We are your hosts, as always, Mike and Angie Lee. And today we're going to be talking about an interesting experience that happened to us over the weekend where it uh, resulted in some pain. It was kind of an interesting <laughs> experience. I'll let you tell the story, Ange. Well, we almost died. Yeah. Could have gone real bad. C- could have. Could have gone real bad if any other little thing had been out of place. Yeah. Ended up very fortunate, as you can see. Yeah. We are We're still here. here. <laughs> so um, we have a family cabin at Bear Lake. It's a really beautiful mountain lake and cabin here in Utah. And we went up there for the weekend with my family. And it was a good time. And it's really peaceful and nice. And we decided to go for a little walk. And it was just Mike and I, and the kiddos were with grandma and grandpa and their cousins. And it's a it's a two lane road, and it has a bike trail, bike slash walking trail next to it. Just a bike lane, I guess. And uh, the other interesting thing is our cabin is a directly across the street from the lake. So there's like our yard, a two lane road, and the lake, the beach. And so it's a small road and it's 35 miles an hour. So we'll just set that up that way. But everybody typically drives 45 to 50 miles an to hour. To 60. So it's they treat it like a highway. Basically like the scene from uh, Pet Cemetery. <laughs> if you've ever seen that movie. I haven't. Well, car, the trucks drive really fast in that and they okay. end up hitting a child. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's not what happened. No. That's not what happened. Anyway. Drives really, people drive too fast on this road. And on about 200 yards from our cabin on one side of the road, there is a boat dock where people bring all their boats to dock or to launch them. Sorry, boat launch to launch them into the lake. And then we were walking away from that. We were walking down the road to the other side. And then we go around a corner and it's like a little mountain. We're around the corner and cabin is out of sight. So on our way back, we're walking down the back, the bike trail on the or the bike path. Can't say that today. On the way yeah. back to the cabin, and we hadn't rounded the corner yet. And all of a sudden, we're just laughing, having a good time. All of a sudden, this truck pulling a boat comes around the corner, and they did not tie down their tube that they were pulling behind their boat in the water. So the tube was still attached to the boat with its rope, and it was flying in the air like a kite. Yeah. And this was not a like little one person tube, guys. This was like a five person tube. <laughs> it was probably a three person tube, but they're huge. <laughs> they're massive. Right? So uh, imagine a giant hundred, hundred and fifty pound kite. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, going fifty miles plus an hour, and they come around the corner. We had about four seconds from the time we saw it to react, and I looked at it because they came around the corner and the, it went up. And it was aiming right for us. And I was like, Mike, I think that's going to hit us. And he's like, that's not going to hit us. And I was like, that's going to hit us. And it was that, that was the conversation. And on our right, on the other side, off the road, is a hill, like a rocky hill that goes hundreds of feet in the air. And we start trying to climb up the hill. This is all happening in the matter of four seconds. I was on the inside. Mike was next to the road, the closest to the road. And I got high enough up for the tube to hit my feet. It clipped my feet and it was going so fast that I spun, landed, 
I landed so hard on my butt that <laughs> a rock ripped through my pants and I now have a massive bruise and cut on my butt and messed up my whole leg. But the interesting thing was it hit Mike full on. Yeah, it hit me mid thigh and sent me airborne <laughs> <laughs> to where I launched a shoe. It It's one of those things where you wish you would have cut it on video. All things yes. considered where we know we're okay at this point. Yeah. But it launched me up in the air. Launched my shoe off my foot, which we never found. Very upsetting. Yeah, it was some nice pair of Vans there that you got destroyed. And it actually crushed you into the rock wall. And you skid your face along the dirt. Yeah, hit my face. Both your knees are messed up. Bounced along the ground for a little bit. He's got scuffs all across his whole body. Luckily, it was colder outside, so we were fully covered, or we would have been in deep crap. Yeah. Bad, bad. Pretty cut up. Yeah, bad. Um, but of course the, the tube hits and I black out because that's our body's mechanism of helping us to relax so that on impact, we're not all clenched up. So I blacked out for a sec and all I remember seeing is this huge kite tube flying towards me (laughs) (laughs) and smashing into us and blacking out and hearing the, and then standing up and there's dust everywhere. And Mike's on the ground and I think he's dead because it full on. I knew it full on crushed him because he was further out in the road than me. And looking down the road and they had finally stopped and the tube was on the ground and they were about 100 yards away and just yelling at them very, very loud. I won't repeat what I said. They did not even know they hit us until they noticed their tube was missing and so they are flying in the air and they stopped to get the tube and did not recognize that we were down until I yelled at them and I thought Mike was bleeding out like it was crazy luckily it was just water from the tube that was caked all over him (laughs) and covered (laughs) in mud (laughs) like it was intense but we did not find his shoe and you guys this thing hit us going like 50 miles an hour and if we wouldn't have stepped out of the side of the way or out of the way it would have hit our faces and who knows if we would have been walking in the other direction and not seen it coming, it would have completely blindsided us, hit us in the back of the head. Like, or, um, if I would have been out further, the rope could have clipped my neck. Like there were so many situations in the scenario that could have gone wrong if we wouldn't have taken those few steps out. And it's just crazy to know that we were that close to having a very, very serious situation. And, uh, you know, after we couldn't find the shoe, we'd worked it out. We didn't press charges because we're, I guess we just didn't. We're not, Mike's not that person. (laughs) (laughs) He was cool as a cucumber. I was the one that was going nuts. But um, we walked back to our cabin and we go around the corner and I see our two kids and they're playing in the yard with their cousins and they're safe and their little pink jackets are running around. And I was just like, man, our babies almost lost their parents or one of us. And it was just this huge takeaway, right? And I'm still suffering PTSD from this. I keep getting <laughs> yeah. flashbacks of that thing coming and flying into us and Mike going down in that route that, you know, feeling that my person might be dead. Um, and my, you know, my soulmates down. It's like, you know, just terror, sheer terror. And um, seeing our babies and being like, man, I'm so glad we didn't take them on the walk with us. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, and luckily no one else had been on the road because my family actually saw that tube flying across the road before it went around the corner and hit us. And they even said, they told us later that they were like, man, Mike and Angie are down there. I hope they, I hope they're okay. Yeah. So crazy stuff. 
And um, I went out on the deck of our cabin overlooking this beautiful lake in the sunset and just proceeded to bawl my eyes out. And the big thing came to me what that, and this is something we talked about on the way back to, to the cabin is nothing's promised. Nothing in this life is promised. Nobody knows how much time we have. Right. Nobody knows, you know, if you're going to get COVID and die or if you're going to get hit by a freaking tube flying through the air. <laughs> like there, there is no, there's no guarantee on, on life. Right. And I mean, that's one of the things that makes life absolutely incredible, but it's also terrifying to consider. And that's what we just want to bring that to you guys today, because I feel like so many people hold back for so long. And why? Why do we do that? Because we're afraid. We're afraid of what people are going to say. We are scared that we'll fail. I mean, there's so many reasons why we hold back. We have lots of reasons. But at the end of the day, if you look at that, like I almost died two days ago from getting hit by a flying kite tube. What a freak thing, man. Like that could happen at any time. Right. Well, and the thing is, so like you were saying, just anything can happen at any time. But why not pursue something with your time? Exactly. Right. Like I love that that line from The Alchemist where by Paulo Coelho yeah where they say uh I think it's the the pursuit the pursuit of excellence or greatness one of those things or the pursuit of something I can't remember the, anyways it's basically the pursuit of something is what makes life interesting okay yeah. and where so many people fall into this this idea of oh I'm just going to live my life do my career come home from work try some things out and not really you're just waiting to die at that point yeah, and you just get into a routine of regular and sy systematic and you're not pursuing anything greater than comfort. Right. And yeah, so you essentially, I mean, even if you're, a lot of people don't enjoy that. They just get into their routine later on in life and then they are, they're just waiting to retire and die. Right. Right. Um, and some people are in that system and they're, they, they're content, but again, it's just like, I'm just going to do the same steps until I die. See, and I think I, I was really taught this lesson um, in a big way when I was 16 because my dad died when he was 43 and uh, from a heart attack. And he was diabetic and all these things, but it kind of came out of the blue and he had this heart attack. Um, and it just made me think, like, if you were to go at 43, sitting there and working and being miserable in life and waiting for retirement, and then all of a sudden it's cut off, that's mm -hmm. a horrible way to live your life. Well, and also how much regret would you have in not accomplishing any of the things you actually wanted to do? Right. So that's what I mean. So you should spend more time pursuing the things that you love, the things that you're interested in. So what if you're you're 43 or, or younger than that? We'll rewind a little bit. A lot of times people come to us and they're 30 and it's like, oh, I'm too old to make it as a musician. So why even try? And it, it's like, well, what are you going to do through the rest of your life? Right. Why Wish that you would have done it and you've still got like 60 years left. Like what? Right. Why that's not crazy. try? Well, and that's the same thing with kids too. I feel like, um, especially when they're like 18 and they're getting out of high school because it's, it's almost like parents really encourage their kids to have a hobby and to do music training and 
be in musicals and do some recordings when they're in high school. But then it's almost like parents shift to, okay, once you're graduated, let's get serious about real life now. And this was just for fun all along when it was really their passion. And so they turn 18 and they graduate high school and they're like, oh, well, I guess I better get a real job. I guess I better go to college and become a civil engineer. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Um, uh, but, but seriously, like they, they lose sight of that and there's so much fear built into pursuing a career in music from our entire culture and society and especially parents. I think they're terrified to have their kids go into the music situation. I know my parents were. Right. In a lot of ways. They weren't in some ways and they were in others. And so it's because it, there's so much unknown and so many hypotheticals and so many myths surrounding the entertainment industry. Right. I mean, there's some dark sides, but there's some really great sides, too. And so I think people are really scared about pursuing that because of all these things. And so these kids don't even try. They just give up, even though they're on fire with it all the way through high school. And what we see with those people is they do give it up. And it comes back around and hits them and they have to start later on in life because they can't live without it. And so it's just no matter what age you're at, it doesn't really matter. What matters is are you living your life on fire every single day? Are you living your life for purpose and on purpose or are you drifting and just kind of letting life bounce you where it will? Guys, we don't have guaranteed time. Yeah. We don't have anything guaranteed. Nothing is promised. So why would you wait? Why would you be afraid to fail at something? It's just silly. And, 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 and it takes situations like this where you're like, man, I almost lost everything. To reevaluate and be like, all right, now it's time to go. So, I mean, I'm sure... A lot of people listening have had situations like that. I know you've had. Mike's had so many near misses here. Like so many, you're on like your fifth life now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for me it was different. I mean, I knew I got hit super hard by the tube. And then I remember being upside down and feeling my face scrape against the ground. And uh, yeah, so it, it went down for me, but I was able to just stand up and like, brush myself off and be like, okay, no serious damage. I'm alive. <laughs> but, but it is that continual reminder that freak, freak accidents happen. Freak things happen. Even, even if you're healthy, weird things go down. Um, so yeah, live life. Like it actually means something. It's that we have all these societal values that we just kind of follow into these patterns and, and ruts. Like you were saying, it's, it's uh, the next step. Next step. Okay, graduate high school, go to college. Okay, get married, buy a house, have babies. Like it's Yeah, get into your career, start your 401k. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and not that that's bad. I mean, that works for a lot of people. Yeah, if if that's what fulfills you, then and by all great. means, go for it. But if you're if you're sitting in that zone and this is where I was at when I got to to about uh 33. Yeah. Yeah, when I was 33, I'm sitting there with my, my house and my wife and two kids and my career that I was in as, as an engineer and felt so unfulfilled in it that, yeah, I was in a miserable spot. And I'm like, man, if the next 20, 30 years are going to be like this, then it's not worth it. Life barely has any meaning for me. It was, it was very odd, even though I had these things that, that do bring purpose and value and love. But for me, I had to pursue something 
that mattered to me to give me that extra juice to be like, okay, my life isn't just about other people and fulfilling some societal norm. It's I'm passionate about this. I'm going to pursue it with everything I have on top of having all these things. And then it kind of amplified everything else, right? Like I'm able to put more into you and into our kids and enjoy our house and, and the things that we have more, but it's because I'm pursuing something great. I'm pursuing it with, with everything I have and it just makes life more interesting. And you guys, if you missed it, his pursuit of, of purpose is Invictavox, right? Correct. Jumping into this company with me and becoming a coach and becoming a CEO and learning how to market and learning and just it li- lights him on fire because your purpose is so involved in helping artists. Right. Because I was always supporting you from the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And, and before that, with the studio for the last what, 15 years I've been involved in it, but, but it was really the last four years that I've been very, very involved with it. Before that, I was kind of like a, an armchair quarterback, (laughs) right? Where, where it's like, yeah, good job, honey. That That was a great concert. Way to go. You're killing it. And I would would help out here and there and do some things, but it's been in the last four years that I've, I've been intensely focused in it. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting how, how much harder we work now. (laughs) Right. Than we did before as true entrepreneurs building a company together and um, working on our purpose and, and, you know, me still being an artist and working on my stuff and still managing to totally be there for our kids and have a great relationship and really be four dimensional in our lives in so many ways. And still being able to do all that while living on purpose is an incredible amount of work, but I wouldn't change it for anything. Cause if I wasn't doing it, I'd be sitting at home watching TV shows for three hours a night and sleeping as late as I can in the morning and not being on fire. Yeah. And, and I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'd rather have a little less sleep and be working towards something that m- makes me passionate and makes me live on purpose. Absolutely. of the time. All right, guys. So we're going to wrap this up. I have a question for you. Do you have a question for them too? No. I do. So leave a comment um, in this episode and especially on YouTube of where in your life do you wish you were living more on purpose? Where do you want to be living on purpose? And even if you don't leave a comment, go to your journal, write it down. Start really paying attention to this, you guys, because if your heart is telling you to do something and the world is telling you not to, it's time to stop listening to the world. And it's time to start listening to your heart. Yeah, because nothing's guaranteed. No days are guaranteed. Life will end at some point. So until then, live life on fire. (laughs) that's right all right guys have a good one and as always don't forget to like subscribe tell your friends tell your family (laughs) tell everybody you know Um, share the podcast so we can help more and more artists every single day and until next time peace. peace